Hello, and welcome on in to Moving the Chains. This is the last episode of what was the 2017, but now we got a hyphen and four more numbers. The 2017-2018 Moving the Chains podcast season. I'm Amit Malik, joined by Henry Damore and Noah Kaufman. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. You could also say it's the first podcast of 2018. It is the, the first of podcast of 2018. The first movie of the chance of 2018, you know? That's a we'll big... Take a, take a nine-month break and be right back at it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. This exactly. is our last one to close out the season. Uh, if you're not familiar, Northwestern football won the Music City Bowl 24-23. Quite an incredible game. Uh, it was quite a while, though, and if you are listening to this, you probably know what happened. So we're not going to talk about that much. There was, however, a very big game last night, the College Football National Championship. We will talk about that game and all the craziness that happened. But first, as it is a Northwestern podcast, we will talk about Northwestern first. We won't talk about the whole game, but the big headline from the bowl game is Clayton Thorson's injury. We're going to talk about that. And then also, you know, what's this team going to look like in the fall of 2018? Why don't we start there? This is a big question. You know, who's quarterbacking week one for Northwestern? What are the options if Clayton Thorson cannot play? Well, there's the two There's the two youngsters. Uh, Matt Alvidi, the, the main backup, obviously, senior. He has graduated going off with glory as he, as he, as he took, the, took the Wildcats to the, to the win over Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. And the two young quarterbacks who remain are TJ Green and Andrew Marty. Now, Green was the official backup to Alvidi and did throw one pass, which was a completion against Bowling Green, you'll be happy to know. Career completion percentage of 100. Uh... I believe he's going to be a sophomore going into next year, although I could be wrong. I, I always get the quarterback's years mixed up. No, never mind. That, that was wrong. He's going to be a junior next year. 6'2", uh, 202 pounds. I don't know much about him. He, he's got a pretty strong Son arm. Son of Trent Green. Son of Trent Green. Uh, he's got a pretty strong arm. Not the same I've... kind of uh, recruiting luster as Marty. Marty was actually you know pretty well thought of, thought of in, uh, in terms of recruiting. Uh, and he, I think he did officially redshirt uh, this this past year, so he's going to be a redshirt freshman. But he's going to be again. He's not. He's not the the kind of freshman quarterback that Alabama and Georgia just played last night. He's still you know untested, mm-hmm. hasn't gotten any college football use. Really, ni- neither of these guys have. Both are going to be. They're they're both pretty similar, although Green's a little bit bigger, Marty's a little bit quicker. Um, but not, neither of them are close to ready to to live up to Thorson. So. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, and ACL is always tricky, and you got to be careful with nursing that back to health as much as you want to be ready for a week one test. On the road against Purdue, a Purdue team that's all of a sudden no longer the doormat of the Big Ten, but rather, you know, climbing its way into the middle of the Big Ten, um, that could be a trap game. Honestly, I'm nervous for that game. I would like to see Thorson back and healthy. Obviously, you can't control that. You don't want to rush him into senior season. I don't know how serious his NFL aspirations are. I know that I know they're there and it was a headline worthy thing when he decided to come back for his senior year. Um, I guess it depends how familiar you are with him, what your thoughts were on that. But like you were saying, uh, TJ Green, six two two oh two, Andrew Marty, six three two eighteen, effectively both the same size. Um yeah, but like like you're saying, uh you know, it wasn't uh when it was two a time last night in uh, in Atlanta, I mean that, that kid is a true is he's a five star true freshman Green and Marty and are, so are is, neither of And those. so is From. And so is From, who, who right. we also saw yeah. yesterday. No, exactly. I mean, no. those are five-star guys. Right. Those are but, guys but who come to the program ready to play. Yeah, and five-star guys are guys who can throw those into, guys. you know, yeah. and can throw to that. The reason why game. is because Northwestern, the way they plan their recruiting timeline, they didn't think they'd have to have well, it's also, a quarterback. There's no way for Northwestern to get there, – there's no way to lure five-star players to Northwestern yeah. at the current time. It's well, not even just five-star players, but – 
you know, I, there's no ready. there's no problem with them not having a guy ready yeah. after Thorson because yeah. he was expected to be the guy this year. And, you know, the other thing is th- there'll be some more quarterbacks coming in this year, but none of them were expected to really have to play at all. It was going to be all Thorson his senior year, and I think there's no that's no fault on the recruiting of this team. Another question I have for you guys is this has been bandied about and. I don't know how much real, real realism this has, but certainly an option for Northwestern. What are the chances they could go get a grad transfer quarterback? Um, there's always there's always plenty of of grad transfer quarterbacks. We've seen it in years past. Uh, recently, uh, with with Jake Rudock uh, transferring from Iowa, uh, where what team did he go to? Did he go to Went Michigan? To Michigan. Yeah, 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 heck of a year. And, and then there year. was you know yeah. Purdue. Purdue seems to churn out grad transfers. Big Ten teams li- like to yeah. li- like to have quarterbacks that grow up and. And transfer away, but and that's certainly a possibility. But if you get a grad transfer, a I, I just do not see Thorson missing more than the non-conference slate, including that Purdue game. I mean, it's possible, obviously, yeah. all things are possible with an ACL. But that time frame, you almost always does not stretch out that much. Uh, yeah. I, I'll get. It's, it, I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid. It would be easy for something to go wrong, some complication, and then he misses the whole season. And in that yeah. case, you really have to pursue one. But if you if you're looking for a grad transfer, you're getting a guy who's not going to the NFL. That means that he's not he's just not going to be yeah. that good. He's but gonna be limited. This is something But that, it's better it would be better yeah, this if, is, if Thorson's gonna miss serious time, I'd much rather have a grad transfer yeah. back there than Marty or Green. There are two nuances to this that uh, I've talked about with some of my friends off the air is one is that if you got a grad transfer, you're selling him on at max getting four or no three starting games, right? Like I guess, I guess he, he'd unless you know, four, yeah, right? four unless Clay Thorson is in or three, three is yeah. in war, three. He'd play the Purdue game, and you know, at max, he could probably get Akron and Duke as yeah. well. You, mm-hmm. if Clay Thorson is if healthy, already that played is Purdue. There's no reason yeah. not to. Yeah, yeah. if Clay yeah. Thorson is healthy, that is is not healthy. That is Clay Thorson is healthy. You healthy, you get no games. Second, mm-hmm. second of all, the second nuance to this is that it doesn't have to be an accomplished grad transfer. What if you just get some random dude from an Ivy League or a CUSA game who's a decent starter, he's a grad transfer, would you rather have that? Who I, then, a, uh, Mac, then, a Mac grad transfer would be preferable, yeah. I think. Sure. The thing is, they'd also be kind of easier to sell on coming to play exactly. Northwestern three games. You're a backup for, for Clay Thorson. And even if you don't, you know, it's a good education. Good yeah. place to go to graduate that's school. The, that's the kicker, right? That you get the Northwestern education. I think it might be Northwestern's best option. And look... I, I just really, you know, I don't know how good Green or Marty are. They could be really good, but I just feel really uncomfortable they're both, they're both about playing stars. a Big Ten West game to start your season on the road on a Thursday for a team that historically starts, not maybe not historically, but recently starts very slowly. Bad. Bad. I feel so bad about that proposition. And yep. my, my Thorson not take but my bid on it is that I once he gets the injury uh, the surgery I think we'll know you know a little bit more about that timeline because then we'll know there's no complications I'm with you Noah that it's likely that he he the timeline will be less than nine months but they did say they don't know anything that, that they don't want to make any jumps after surgery and obviously fingers crossed for what happens there but after that I think we'll have a better idea of what his timeline is for you know July August the other thing is Clay Thorson could have some rust if, you yeah, know, yeah. if his he, when is he yeah. good to start resuming full on activities? Now the second week of August. Now the plus and he's about play that, in a game. The 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 big plus about that is an ACL is not the same as a lot of other leg injuries. Now and 
he can definitely practice before he's back to full health because, as you guys know, the ACL, the key thing it does is it stops the cuts. The, you you yeah. can't cut on an ACL, which is why he obviously couldn't play in a game. But look, Purdue's quarterback, we've heard Sindelar, yeah. played on a torn ACL for the last two months of the season. Do you guys hear about this? Yeah, it's, this possible. Yeah, it's possible. Philip Rivers played a playoff game yes, with the torn it's ACL. It's very possible to play yeah, but, to at least, to at least but practice the other, yeah. in a red shirt. There's no reason. Yeah. I've, I've watched Northwestern's summer practices, okay? There's no reason that Clayton Thorson can't do everything that he would yeah. normally do with a torn but ACL. Here's the, other, do it all. here's the other thing that I would add on to that. Obviously, I just said a whole bit about how worried I am about this Purdue game because it's a Big Ten West game. If Clay Thorson's not 100%, even if he's 80%, do you play him in one game? Be- I would. Because of he's an NFL quarterback, you don't want to ruin his health, and you want rather I mean, have him for the rest him. of the season. Yeah, but I don't... Leaving it up to him for me is always crazy, because yeah, as yeah. anyone who's played, you want to play. He's going to be like, no. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to say no. You know what happens when you say no? Like, you seem but like... But transfer takes your job. Yeah. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my other, you know, this is maybe the most fun and silliest option, is that Northwestern spends the entire offseason devising, like, a triple option game plan with no quarterback. Like, some Army or Navy kind of game plan. They don't need one, and they just go play the first three weeks of the season not throwing the ball. Is that, how realistic is that? Fitzgerald will not do that. I don't don't see it happening. First of all, Mick McCall... Uh, as severe Mick McCall would love to run <laughs> has four quarters of the speed option here's, here's the with Jeremy Larkin. He would love to do the speed and, option. And there's, no, there's no oh way Mick McCall. God. He doesn't go out. I don't think he goes outside of the box enough to actually run a true triple option. I. It wouldn't be Austin Anderson. He's gone. It, yeah. It'd be... Here, here's the thing. Who's the other problem with that is it, you're putting the ball in the hands of young players. It'd be yeah. Moten and Larkin with the ball in their hands more often than not. And then I guess you put Jelani Roberts. Look, you put Jelani yeah, Roberts. On I would it, love which to, actually, he, you know, he looked really look, good down the stretch. Of I would season. love to have Andrew Marty come in and run just a triple option off. That's a possibility. He's a big guy. He, he, he's, he you said he's fast. That's, that's I don't his need strength. him to throw the that's ball. His strength. I don't want him to throw the ball. No, that's a athlete. You know, he could he could be a good thrower. Like Andrew, if you're listening, I'm I have no idea how good you are. <laughs> I'm he assuming good. he looks good. Yeah, good so did two He looks like a quarterback. I saw these guys throw in practice. They all their throws in practice are on time and on the money. Like these guys. Hey, are, that's more than you can say about certain other recent Northwestern quarterbacks. Oh, Zach okay. Oliver notoriously struggled in oh, practice. That's okay, a, just, well, just a joke. Just a I've joke. seen them in Zach, practice. Like I'm sorry. they look good in practice, and I'm like, oh wow, like these guys can play. The thing is, it's the speed of the game is yeah, hard. Yeah. Also, Green, even though he's good, he just. He doesn't look as big as Thorson or, or Alvidi. Like he just looked, you know, not as as ready for the, the speed of a full game. My favorite option here is put in Andrew Marty, install a triple op, triple option offense, run it for three games, then put Thorson. I don't back know if in. he's really the guy for a triple option because I I don't think they're really. I, they're both pro style guys because that's who fits their uh, So they're not really the guys for a triple option. I mean, he's like kind of fast, but he's like Thorson fast. Like, uh, like I'm not saying he's like he's like. He's not like Alvidi. He's, he's the, still a pro style guy. Look in, in this in this more than likely ridiculous hypothetical. Yes, uh, yes, which I enjoy. Right? Oh, thank you very much yeah. for bringing it. I, uh, I would love to see a triple option. I think that'd be fun. And if you and you know what, you got a bye week between Akron and Michigan. You can just let things settle down. Everyone yeah. Gets back after the that, you're just like, all right, normal like, offense. Right, back. That that was bad. But didn't we have a lot of fun? Yeah, because <laughs> let's be honest, the it, we, the we games had a lot of fun. the games against Duke and Akron mean nothing. They mean nothing unless Northwestern wants to play in a New Year's Six lose, Bowl. Right? I guess if they lose to Akron, then you got to think that they might not make a bowl game. Yeah, I have to, yeah, but no, if you know that Thorson's coming back healthy afterwards, I, right? Because it's a, a tough. 
closing if nine you're, games if you're, six from. Yeah. If you start 0-3, I don't think you're making a bowl. I mean, look, they've had slow starts. Okay. Look at that slate and, yeah. tell me, and tell me where you're getting six wins, especially with Frost coming in at Nebraska. I, I don't know if I see I, six I, wins. I still I still don't believe in Nebraska, to be perfect. Well, honest. if you start I mean, yeah, you might be right. right. You, you have to go Rutgers, it's, Illinois, it's schedule, but. Minnesota is three. Yeah, and then three. you really need and then you're Nebraska. And then, yeah. yeah, you need Nebraska. You might need a big upset somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And Michigan's going to be better. I, yeah. I don't know. I just think you definitely need Akron. And I don't think they're going to lose Akron because they're not. Yeah, I, I don't think they do, but Akron's no. not even good. But I'm, saying that, I'm saying that Akron doesn't matter, but I'm kind of also penciling in yes, that. Yes. I think even with a bad quarterback, they should win that game. Yeah. yeah. And they will be able to. Yeah, I mean, you got to think Larkin runs wild. Defense has its way. But, like, yeah. anyways, should we get to, like, the... Yeah, let's... We spent a lot of time yeah. just ruminating on really crazy theories. It's phenomenal. By the time we get to August, I'm sure we'll have a very clear picture yes, of what it looks like. Yes, we'll have a much like. clearer picture. And it'll be a lot more interesting to talk about. Let's go big picture Northwestern next year. What are the expectations for this team? It's been three really good years. You know, last year I don't think was as good as maybe we'll remember, but they won a bowl game against a good team. So it looks really good. And two years ago, even though it wasn't remembered that well, was a really good year because that team was really good. And this year, they were really good, and they won their bowl game, and they were awesome, and now a lot's expected of them. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the things is going to be doing something like, you know, like shaking off that slow start. Because, like, to be a premier Big Ten program, you can't come up flat against teams like, you know, last year, Illinois State and Western Michigan, right? Let's never forget the debacle that was the beginning of the yeah. season last year. Even you know, even th- even uh, this year, right? I mean, you didn't just get you didn't just lose to Duke. You got embarrassed by Duke. Duke was not a good football team this year, and that was like the whole thing. Everybody's you know, it's like everybody's like, oh, well, don't forget, you also lost to Duke, right? It's you can't. Yeah, it was the only stain. It was it was the only stain on the resume, and, but it was a real stain. And oh, I mean, yeah. look, they played ba- like this is forgotten because they too. won. They played horrible in that Nevada game. Oh, Nevada they, was they one were, of the worst that, that fifteen teams. Nevada's one of the worst fifteen teams in the country, yeah. and they were within a score of a team that won ten games the, the entire the way. Nevada That's how bad this. The Nevada was. game came down to a late defensive play. That's like how was, bad the start was. Yeah. That's that cannot happen. Yeah, no, so for think, a home so game when there was no Nevada fans there. I was there. There were no Northwestern fans, <laughs> but there were no Nevada fans. No, and it's not like it can't happen. Let's let's keep it going. Like Bowling Green, I'm not going to call it part of a resurgence. They then went and lost to Wisconsin, Penn State. I mean, Bowling like, Green's Bowling Green, another terrible team. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah. they played so fine was, against Wisconsin and Penn State, but like that's fair. Well. Wisconsin, they played fine. Penn State was definitely close on the scoreline suggested. And Penn State yeah. finished, look, they're better than their than their final ranking. I think yeah. they finished ranked seventh. They're better than that. They had some tough luck. They lost their games in the middle of the schedule when they needed to lose them at the end, the way Ohio State did. Um, or, or the way they needed to either win or they needed to make their season at the end, and they made yeah. it in the middle, and so people yeah, forgot the, about the that. The Michigan State But they're a good was, team. Was Penn State's a good team. That's yeah. a real, that's a, that might be a top five true talent team. So I, I'm not too mad about getting blown out by that team. But, I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. start the season the way so, they started. So let's look games. at this schedule. We'll just run through it quickly. You've heard us talk about the opening. Purdue on the road, then Duke-Akron at home, bye week. Michigan comes to town. We're expecting them to be much better than they were last year. And for a program like that... But you never know. You never with know Michigan. With, with Michigan. Then they go on the road to Michigan State, who was very good this year, expected to be good again. Mm-hmm. Nebraska at home, obviously Scott Frost coming in. This is a... I, I, you know, I'm with you, Henry. I don't buy them, but... 
they should be a little bit better. I don't know. It, it, well, it's paper, not an easy paper, game. They absolutely should be, but just yeah. like historically, like Nebraska's a lot like you know, like like the you know Michigan State's and Notre Dame's the world. Everyone starts out really really hot. I right? remember when like a uh, Texas, I think it was last year, they went from unranked, they won one game, yeah, and they became the tenth ranked team in the country. Right? Yeah. It's stuff like that. It's just like everyone's like, oh, Nebraska like used to be great. They got this great tradition. It's like look, that doesn't like turn around with just one coach. It could. No, no, they won't be that good next year. I, I hope. I hope for Nebraska's sake, they do. I have no real they'll issue be fine, with Nebraska. Though. I don't think they'll be bad. They were yeah. terrible no, this year. They just no, had some games the wrong way. No, yeah. I agree, but like they're gonna be a fine team. But the hype is. It's a fine yeah, team, but Northwestern expected probably to win the game. Rutgers on the road. That's a game Northwestern has to blow them out. Ah, uh, yeah, Rutgers gonna be another step better this next It'll year. Be another they step were better. another step better this yeah. year. They're gonna be. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. they're not gonna win. A blowout at Rutgers there. Maybe not a blowout. You gotta win it. by. They're you gotta win by better. two scores. Yes, they're yeah, getting, they're getting so better. Instead, instead of winning by forty, they'll win by twenty. Uh, sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll just. I'll just say. Let's see when that game comes around. Where sure. Rutgers is, and then we can make our plus Sure. Wisconsin at home, Wisconsin, always the big obstacle. You heard them say it this never year. Know. Never know. You never know how that game goes, yeah. but I'm sure that'll be the most important game of Northwestern season if they're still doing well up to that point. Notre Dame is a non-conference game, but a perennial powerhouse at Evanston. As Noah said before this That's podcast started, this is a really good home slate. You get Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Notre Dame. Woo! And then you get to end the season blowing out Illinois. And then you get to end the season with the hat at home. Going to be incredible. Always In between fun. that, Always you have road trips country. to Iowa and Minnesota. Both teams should be a little bit better. Uh, I don't know about Iowa. Minnesota should be a little bit better, but I, I feel like Northwestern should take care of that. Iowa... You don't know. They could always be. They, they're always Iowa a challenge. Is very and tough. on the road, you know, that's to me is kind of a toss up. Did we go on the road this year? No, no, no. We were home this oh, year okay. on the road okay. last year. I always forget. So many black, so much black here. You know, for that game, anyways. Yeah, it, I mean, two years ago game. was uh, really, really upsetting. Northwestern yes. was what like undefeated, playing Iowa undefeated, and, and then Iowa blown them out because Akron Wadley ran yeah, for no, 250 they were, yards, yeah, they were, they were, they were and un, there were was 80% undefeated. of the fans. They were undefeated, went to Ann Arbor, got massacred I'm sorry, the week Michigan. before, the week yeah. before they, yeah. they were undefeated. Right. Yeah. yeah, but then you come back home and say, and you ah, think, bounce back you still against think Iowa. New Year's Six Bowl possibility. Coming into that Iowa game, New Year's Six Bowl was a distinct possibility. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, there, there was no, in the preseason, after after Northwestern knocked off Stanford and rolled over the next two opponents, I think there was like one ESPN competitor was like, oh, you know, way too early college football, like, the, what do you, what do you see FP predictions? Number, like, North, Northwestern is a two seed. Which was nuts. That was a which bad was prediction. But, no, but, but they the, had but a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship game. They had a chance to, to go to the, I mean, go to the... Go to a New Year's Six Bowl for sure. They look, want, they're going to want that Iowa game back if you look back at it. Like, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's No, but they're going to the Big Ten Championship if they win that Iowa Yeah, game. I know. That's like, Exactly. Yeah. It's super frustrating. Okay, yeah, because yeah. then they beat Wisconsin yeah, but head that, to head. That was a good well, Iowa they team. They would have been in over Iowa. Yeah. Over, an undefe- over a one-loss Iowa yeah. team. That was a good Iowa it team. was a good Iowa team. It's just the best Iowa team in a long time. So, we've kind of you've heard us talk about the schedule. It starts off, you know, if Northwestern should be Purdue, but again... Lots of quarterback controversy. There's a really tough, you know, slate here. But how many wins is Northwestern looking at? What's the ballpark for this team? I, it oh, so much depends on Thorson. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really tough for me to make a prediction right now. But I'm gonna make yeah, my same prediction for the last three years, which has been seven or eight. Uh, yeah, I think Northwestern's I, yeah. talent the last few years has gone up every year. But there's always tough circumstances. Schedule's tough schedule. Been in four years. Yeah, so. and I think Northwestern could win eight games. Or seven and be a better team than it was this year, but it no, depends on Clay Thorson, I think. Yeah, it's a tougher schedule, but I think to not to totally agree with um, with Noah, but I think if you gave me like an over under seven and a half. Yeah, yeah I think seven and a half is a fair over under. Again, they could win nine and have their three losses to Michigan, Wisconsin, and Notre Dame, 
But even that, that means hey, they have hey. to beat Michigan State. You see some good fortune? Early. If you see some good fortune, you can get the 10. They could, they could get a lot of wins. They yeah. could get a lot of wins out of the schedule. I don't see it happening because they've never done it. Yeah, but, and, 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 and there would be no strength of schedule. And look, right and look we've, yeah, we've gone on. Sure. They're missing. They're going to be missing a lot of guys. People, people, for, people think about Justin. Think about, yeah. People think about Justin Jackson. He is not the most meaningful loss. Okay? He is not it's the most Godwin meaningful loss. Godwin and Kyle. Godwin and Kyle. You lose both yeah. your safeties. The, the and secondary not only that, shredded, not and they only kept that you lose Big Shepard, too. Yeah. There's nobody. The only it's hope, tra- the only hope is Keith Watkins taking a sixth year, which is still a slight or, possibility. Or some true freshman cornerbacks being I guess. Being I guess. Being if nobody passable. showed up this year... Look, look, I, I do have I do have faith in J.R. Pace. I think he's going to step J.R. up. J.R. Pace and Jared McGee are solid, good I think they're going to step up and start. Montre Hard is still around, right? Yeah. Montre is still around. I... I'm not on. I'm not high on Montre. He had a. But he struggled mightily during the, that. The thing game. with the thing with Jr. and Jared, I think they're they're both good safeties. The fact that they were the third and fourth safety this year showed they were really deep in that position. But Kyle and Godwin cleaned up safeties. the secondary's messes. Those yeah. are NFL safeties. They're good. Jared and Jr. are good safeties, but now. Throwing on Northwestern is going to be easier. In. It's going to be much yeah. easier. Look, Northwestern's going to have a lot of trouble. The the flip side is their front seven should be excellent again. Yes, even although better. even That's there, true. even there, you're you're missing two keys. You're missing two keys. I'm really glad Nate Hall's coming back. He's had yeah. a huge in his senior year. You're missing Brett Walsh. Yeah. Who had an underwhelming was, year, but he was there tackle wise. Very and reliable. More, much more important, you're missing Tyler Lancaster. Yeah, who was a stud so in the nose Thompson, tackle. Jordan Thompson is a guy who's going to have to step up. He had flashes yeah. this year where he was phenomenal. He made some yeah. big plays. Jordan Thompson has never. He came into this program with a lot of problems. Four star guy. A lot of a lot of people forget that by some sites he wasn't consensus, but he was a good recruit. He has never lived up to it for a full season, and he's shown the athleticism, and he's shown the speed, and he's shown the strength. And he's never just been the rock that Lancaster has. If he can step up, I'm really confident in that front seven. But I am a little bit worried about that middle. Yeah, I'm a little it's going to be tough. You want both of the Miller brothers to improve. Yeah. Uh, Although you they know, already look so good. They already are so good. And Joe Gaziano is, is a full-fledged beast. <laughs> even guys who didn't get much playing time this year because this front seven is already so yeah, good. Goins, Ernest Brown. Goins Ernest is Brown. Good too, people forget yeah. about him. I mean, what's what's the what's the new recruit's name? The 2018 recruit coming could come in and play as a freshman. Devin O'Rourke. O'Rourke. This guy is supposed I, I, I to be the best like defensive player that they're yeah. getting ever. So I won't say that I've seen him, but you know he looks he looks huge. He looks fast. I well, mean, we'll forget about Patty Fisher also. And, of and course, that's, and Fisher. yeah, that's the of, of course, course that he's coming but back the speed and, he, off turned the edge. and he turned into a stud. The speed off the edge could be unparalleled. This, he, this he's next he's year. gone for first half of Purdue, right? Is that, is that no, no, he he left. He was he because was he was ejected in the, just in the, at the, the end of the first seconds. half. In the last 15 the second seconds half, of the half was his so out half. Okay. Yeah, so, so he's he will play at Purdue. He will be back for the full game. Wonderful, which is good because that was a BS targeting call. Another thing that they will be missing that people they're going to be missing three of their top five targets. And uh, uh, again, most most importantly in that category, Garrett Dickerson. Yeah, it's going to Cameron be, Green is Cameron a Green solid, is a solid player. player. He is not the run blocker that Cameron Dickerson is, and he will not be the run block. That uh, Garrett, pardon me, Garrett Dickerson is, and he will not be the run blocker that Garrett Dickerson is. I believe Garrett Dickerson is an NFL tight end. Whether the NFL teams believe that is up, will we'll be seen. I mean, yeah. He's the he's one of the best blocking blocking tight ends Northwestern seen in a while. It's going to be tough to replace him in terms of running the ball. Nobody set the edge. Nobody set the edge the way Garrett Dickerson did. Uh, and so that is going to be a big loss. He was a, he was strong out of the backfield too as a receiver. And then you've got Jackson, of course, missing, going to be big in the pass game. Yeah. And Wilson, who is very replaceable, but a, yeah. a solid guy in the receiving the, game. The receiving but core will have to step up again. The guy who will be back is Jalen Brown. Yeah. And we didn't get to see much of him this past year, but he has the speed, he has the size, he has the strength, he has the skill set. If he can put in a good summer practice session. 
maybe get back on a page with Thorson if he's able to throw in the summer workouts. Brown could emerge as a number one guy or a number two guy to Skronik who's who came on strong. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Brown is good. You know, Flynn Nagel will be back, I believe, for his senior year. I think it's gonna be his senior year next year. Uh, and he should he should be able to yeah. take a step up. We saw Jace James get some targets in yeah. the bowl game. The freshman crop of receivers looks really McGowan. good. Yes, he's, a, he's also Riley Lee's. Riley Lee's. We didn't see. You've got a lot of guys Charlie with Fessler some, is a sophomore. With some we got a upside. Lot of guys. A lot of we'll guys with some upside. We'll see who steps up. But obviously the receiver RCB core, caught a lot of passes. Uh, he's really good too. Jackiel Bowman we got a lot we'll, of speed on that. And that are there's a lot of four. options, but not a lot of polish. So yes. obviously yes. someone. See, you know, Skronik, pretty close to putting it together, yeah, I'd but, say. But I think, I, yeah, I, think, I mean, I think the receiving... I mean, but that, 45 catches, sort of, yeah. He, sort he, of put it to, he put it together. That he, was the attitude towards the receiving core at the beginning yeah. of this year. It's also. kind of been, it's kind of been yeah. that way for the last... Although ever the young, since we've been the here. young town is yeah. a little... It's a little, it's a little fle- more fleshed out coming in, I'd say. There's just yeah. so many yeah. potential options. But, even a guy who didn't get... I mean, Berkeley Holman was supposed to be the jewel of this wide receiver class. He didn't even get on the field. I mean, he's, he's another guy that's going to come in. Uh, the true freshman is going to be a sophomore next year. I, I, I just think there's too much talent... In that in the in the youth of that wide receiver room, to not come out on top, yeah. we haven't even talked about Jeremy Larkin yet. Who I mean, from all we've seen, everyone expects him to, to be him. enough. I love him. I love him. And, and then and you see another one two punch. On. I mean, Moten was kind of taken away this year by Larkin, but we saw him last year put up some huge numbers. He's kind of the forgotten man. He's now going to be the one the second part of that one two punch in the backfield. Should be a strong backfield, able to yeah. churn out a lot of carries, especially with Moten coming and in we, behind. We haven't and Jesse ab- Brown. Even. We haven't talked about the offensive line. We have not. Um, you they're going to no- they're gonna lose. They're, they're going to lose Brad North, who was huge, but That's their their big. right side of the line of Doles and Slater is coming back. Those guys were Slater improved a were lot. really excellent improved a lot this year. The, the, um, the left tackle spot is always tough for these guys, but Slater actually made the PFF all yeah, rookie second yeah, team. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Team. He was I Maybe think the, the first best. Team. He, I think he was one of the best true freshman tackles in the country. Yeah, he was, he was first he, team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he's. I mean, he yeah. at the start of the season he looked horrible. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Well, and he came on really strong. Uh, Hans has gone too, I believe. Senior, correct? Am I wrong about Hans? Uh, being a senior, uh, no, he's a, he's a going to be a senior this next year. Okay, good. So he's going to be back. He also took some strides down the stretch. You know, he's been up and down during his career here, but he did take some strides. Uh, and uh, Butler will also return. Yeah. So you still have four out of that five, four out of the five guys, five guys on that line who did look stronger and stronger as the season progressed. Yeah. It's going to be tough to replace North, especially when they didn't really have a true backup center this year. North never took. I think they're going to shift. It was Butler who was listed as a second string center often. I think they might shift him over there. Because they never really their their like backup is Nick Urban, who is I believe a redshirt freshman, and I, so I think they're going to shift Butler over and, and slide somebody in that guard spot, so that could shake things up a little bit. But still, returning four out of five, you you love to see it. The line should be strong, unless they start badly again, which they have the last two years. So a lot we'll depends on the start next year. It's yeah. going to be another really interesting season here, and there's going to be a lot of attention around this program. We'll see how it goes. Again, we'll check back in with you in August, and things will be a lot clearer then let's wrap up this podcast it's been got a good almost 30 minutes in on northwestern this year next year there was a national football game title last night guys and it lived up to the hype it really did yeah no i I had a ton of fun watching that game it it was a little bit of a bummer to see alabama come out so flat um but if the last two years of sports in general have taught us anything (laughs) you're getting a lit um, title game yeah it's gonna be a great title game you can never count anyone out um, over the course of a series, over the course of a ball game. But that was awesome. I mean, uh, it, it, it was cool to see. I mean, obviously, the, the kind of storyline was um, 
Tua, I can't pronounce his last name, the backup to Jalen Hurts. Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa, right. Something like that, right. Uh, true freshman, five-star quarterback, because uh, Hurts was a righty and Tua was a lefty. And it was so disconcerting no to watch. No lefties in the NFL right now, by the way. Really? You could be the first lefty in the NFL after Kellen Moore retired. There are no current lefty wow. quarterbacks wow. in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. No, but he, but, he, but he balled right out. Now, granted. Yeah. <laughs> missing him. Granted, you can you can throw a guy in like that who is a five star uh, freshman, and I I was I was uh, encouraged to see even Jalen Hurts on the sideline. It seemed like he had a really good attitude about it. I'd love to see him transfer. Though. Was, love to yeah. see him playing for somebody else. No, but love he was. I, it'll be interesting to see who starts game one. Obviously, lock and gotta give it to the you gotta give it to the lock and go on. You know, lock and, and, go on. And, no, I can go on in the next nine months, and you have you know Bama's gonna go three and zero and beat teams. You know, fifty nothing, fifty nothing, fifty nothing, whatever. Or like, actually, I think they have one legit non-con game. But like, you know, you have some breathing room in the non-con if you're a team like Bama, um, and then you schedule like the Citadel in week ten or whatever. Um, but whatever. Um, but it was cool to see, and like Jalen Hurts had a pretty good attitude about, about everything. Now Bama's a team anchored by their defense, so you know the defense in the run game. So it's not like Tua had to go out there and be a superstar. But the bottom line is he got the job done. And as a freshman being thrown into the fire like that, just saying, all right, the other guy, Jalen Hurts, was three for eight or three of eight for twenty-one yards. Not very good. Now I think the whole offense uh, was not very good. The Alabama offense got held to less than hundred yards total in the first half. So I don't know if you could put all of that on Hurts, but he certainly didn't help. So it was a gutsy call by Saban, but I think that's why he'll be cemented as one of the greatest college coaches of all time, to do something like that and pull a win out of nowhere against a heck of a Georgia team. I mean, one of the things I just love to see in that game was just huge defensive guys going at it and making plays the whole game. If you guys are watching the Coach's Room feed with Vince, I, this was so fun. I don't know if you were, oh, what a fun game. You know, you had you had, you had the two main protagonists on either side of the ball is in the trenches, I'd say. Raekwon Davis... Uh, and Deron Payne for Alabama shoring up the middle of that line and just bursting into the backfield. I have never seen more just shedding of guards and centers in the pass rush than I saw from that Alabama team. I mean, they were, just they Payne, were absurd. Just Payne, I mean, Payne and Davis just overwhelmed us. Raekwon Davis rushing from the inside, he's 6'7". Mm. He's a 6'7 guy rushing up the middle. I mean, what are you going to do with that guy? And then Payne's, you know, 6'2", 300, they're both 300 yeah. pounds. They can just throw guys aside. And that was that was just so fun to watch. So, I mean, I hate Bama. And then on the Bama's, and then on the Georgia side, you got Roquan Smith made thirteen tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. He's going to be a monster in the NFL. You saw uh, Trenton Thompson, big number seventy-eight, also on the inside, make some huge plays. He he like he laid into a guy uh, uh, midway through the game. So do you just think so that Nick Saban won this game, no. or the Alabama's game, or did Kirby Smart pull an old trick from his fellow Georgia State Falcons and lose this game? Not nobody won or lost the game. The game was the hidden. It was beyond. It was beyond that. Two, two. I mean, yeah. two won it by looking yeah. off that safety. Yeah. But look, I mean, once gorgeous. once the Bama guy that was filthy. That was I great. Could not believe Once the Bama kicker his head turned. Once the Bama kicker, you know, accepted his fate up. and missed yet another clutch kick for Bama. What's it now? Twelve in the last three years yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I you you felt like it was good. He was gonna miss it. But I still, I mean, I woke my roommate up. I he, was he, like yelling he, after he, he missed it by it, more than hooked I, it he, by so that much. Was bad. At, once that happened, the game at that point was was down to either Locker or Rodrigo Blankenship was going to win it, and Rodrigo Blankenship did his best, nailed that fifty-one yard field goal, which kept Georgia plus four, plus four and a half alive. Thank you, Rodrigo. <laughs> Needed that, uh, and you know, Tua he made the play. But I, once it got past that missed kick, it was all just. Luck of the draw. You saw with Saban afterwards. He was just laughing. He was cavorting around. He said it was the most happy he'd ever been. He knew he did not deserve to win it, but I, I don't think Georgia deserved to win it either. That one was no. just up for grabs, and uh, Tagovailoa made the play. You know, he made the play that 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 Georgia couldn't make. So it was just a ton of fun to watch. It wasn't a ton of fun afterwards because I don't like it when Bama wins things. 
uh, in football, I should say. But I, it was just so, it was just so fun to watch a game with with that much talent. I mean, you got, you got a, even a guy like Jake Fromm, his his line wasn't that good for Georgia, um, but he he showed the the, the capability to be a, a future quarterback and the amount of the just amount of depth on these rosters. I mean, Jacob Eason announced after the game the the hirsute backup Georgia quarterback. He's going to transfer to Washington. He's probably going to play there as soon as he transfers. I mean, just all the talent on these teams. We saw the four-string Bama running back, Najee Harris, who was a top recruit last year, come in and just run for two carries for 55 yards in the fourth quarter like it was nothing. Same was like, okay, we'll just bring in the freshman because Kirby Smart hasn't seen him and just bring him in and run him for 52 yards. I mean, but it's, it's, next, it's, it's crazy. next man up. I mean, it's, it's, a, crazy. it's a different and that's, type of program. But it's not, it's, not, it's not even next man up. Like, that's what, it's, it's like next. I mean, Najee Harris might be the... He's, he would be the best player on every college football team except for five right now. And he's the four-string running back on Bama. It's ridiculous. That's insane. He'd well, be the best my, player on any team in the Big Ten except for Ohio State. I think yeah. that's fair to say. Maybe maybe not Michigan. They got a couple guys. Maybe not Penn State with Saquon. But, like, you put that guy in Northwestern, he gets every carry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even wild. matter who else you have. But and then like, he's the four-string guy. It's just insane to watch. Because we, we were talking even a little bit of, like, you know, like, oh, Jalen Hurts might transfer or whatever, right? But, like, it's crazy because Tua, if Tua hadn't played... You could see him transferring, right? If it, it, Tua, Tua yeah. could go somewhere else, although what, he what signed half up for football, he signed up. Yeah. Might have changed his entire career. He signed. He signed up for that because he, he his big thing is you know he's very Christian. He, he's very he's okay. very very godly man, and he said so he was. He, he was said th- I signed up with Bama for for because of God. You know he signed up as a freshman. He knew Hurts was in front of him. Right. I think he was willing to wait him out and, and just play a senior year if that's yeah. what it took. But, but he, I he do think Hurts. Well, that it came down to Hurts going three for eight for twenty one, yeah. which yeah. is like abysmal. Given the Especially Georgia against defense. the Georgia defense. Yeah, the Georgia defense was so they were good. And then, the whole way. and then Tua made them look pedestrian. Yep. Yeah, kind of. Although he had some mistakes as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he was great. He threw, he threw a bad interception that he was going to left. Yeah, he he threw way too high. His, his three receivers all had their backs turned. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, no. What, what happened was, well, they what happened was, was everybody, so everybody thought it was a running play except for the right tackle who was rolling with him. The four other guys on the line and the back and the receivers all thought it was a run play. Because the back looked to take a a handoff, yeah. you could see it, and then when the ball wasn't there, he like kind of skirted out behind him. But like there was a huge miscommunication where everybody except for Tua and like two of his linemen thought it was a run. Yeah, that's what you. Just and that's what happens to the true freshman. Yeah, that's what happens to the true freshman. You can't throw it. You just gotta slide. I would slide even. Yeah. You know, it's not even worth. You no, know, there's that, guys. That, that, that was a Brandon Peters esque play against South Carolina. Yeah, I mean that's that's what freshmen do. That's what that's what true freshmen do. Well, let's. But uh, but it was it was it was a heck of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. It's it's I mean the playoff has given us everything we could ask for. It, it hasn't disappointed. It's really been great. Mm-hmm. You know, you maybe you hope that some of the semifinals have been better in in the last few years, but this year this year we did get an instant classic of a semifinal. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think you can fault the format. Maybe for another day we'll talk about changing it. Four is pretty Seven good. Seven teams. Seven. Seven. Number one seed retains some merit. You give it. You give it a buy. And Six then, teams play to, okay. to get to to get to four, uh, and then and then you play out yeah. the four. I would love for the. I best. would like that, but I but four is fine. Yeah. Look, I'm glad there's a playoff at all. Yeah, I would I'm love that the if the best group of five team got a shout. Yeah, and every yeah. power uh, every power five conference got a team. If but nothing to be else, fair, if nothing else, just to shut everyone. Up. It would have been yeah, better honestly. if UCF got in. It would have yeah. been better to watch. But them to play. be fair, you know the Pac twelve didn't deserve a team this year. The Big no. Twelve had two, maybe three well, look, deserving this, teams, but they weren't that 
you know. Right. But think about it. With the seventeen year of the four you had, yeah. and you put UCF, USC in, and Ohio State in as a Pac-12 and Big Ten representatives at six, and then you put in UCF. You yeah. can't tell me that's a that's a worse playoff. You know, USC. No, that's great. USC, no, I mean, you're, you're still gonna have people griping like, oh, yeah. the question is for another this and the question is for another day is you know what's the cost of adding more games, saturating the that's, schedule. That's the problem. And that's clearly the the issue with the, also with Pay the, the timing. It's not an issue. The the timing of December. <laughs> That's a big college sports discussion for all. Yeah, no, we, we won't talk about that now. Um, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on. It oh, was a lot of fun. A ton of fun. It's been a great year on Moving the Chains. Um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to tune in in August for the 2018 football season. Whoever's running this podcast could be me. Who knows? <laughs> um, you never know. I do love my podcast. But make sure you tune in then and join us again for another year of football and WR Sports. Thanks a lot to Noah Kaufman, Henry Demore. Uh, one final update, almost forgot to mention that Noah Kaufman did win our picks competition from the last moving chains, defeating Parker Johnson. Also, housekeeping, uh, the ADT lock of the week ended 19-11-2. and two. Not bad, good. not pretty bad. Good. We didn't lose that much money. Your safe were locked. Your house was locked. Maybe <laughs> yeah, you lost. You, maybe you lost. Your, maybe you had a busted window, but no one got in. Yeah, no one got in. That's what we, we guarantee <laughs> your house safety here. Um... Anyways, thanks a lot. We, we hope you had a lot of fun listening. Tune in next year. I'm Malik signing off here on WNUR.